0: Hello, thank you for listening. This is The Weird and Suspicious. My name is Joshua.
1: I'm Kirsten. Oh, hey, Josh and Kirsten. I'm Kyla.
0: <laughs> Who has chosen their name as Pee-Pee-Poo-Poo for today's broadcast.
1: pee <laughs> <Beep-poo-poo. laughs>
0: Oh, and this is The Weird and Suspicious.
1: That's weird. That's suspicious.
0: <gasps> Beep-a-boo-boop. ba bee
2: do you guys collect anything? Um.
1: Ugh. I mean, such a hippie thing. Crystals. The most, like, basic bitch type thing. Cups. But that's also, like, a basic bitch thing, too.
0: My god, yeah. what's your favorite crystal? Does it have a name? <laughs> Is it charged right now?
2: <laughs> um, yeah. I like carnelian. It's pretty.
0: Carnelian is a, isn't that like a calming gem? Or is it an angry gem? I can't remember. I think remember.
2: it's like a self-loving one.
0: I see, I see. It's, it's um. I only know these based on the enchantments orangey. they give in video games. So
1: I love that. Orange. Whatever.
0: Um, 50% knowledge that gives me.
1: Mine is named Jennifer. Uh, She's. Oh, you named She's it? pretty calming, I think. Um, I don't really know. I, I think I still get angry when she's around sometimes, so I could be wrong. Uh, I collect comfort items. That's a thing. I definitely collect comfort items. Mostly just blankets. Sriracha things. Yeah. Blankets. Sriracha things for sure. I know I want my tortilla blanket back.
0: My almost empty bottle of sriracha, just sitting next to me at all points. Yeah, that's.
2: I have a bottle of sriracha hanging out in my car. From you know,
0: in your car,
1: that's gonna explode if you don't take it out. Josh, what do you collect?
0: Uh, I used to collect watches. Ooh. Um, which not like that crazy was when I was younger and didn't have. Money to invest in actual nice ones. But I always would not buy a bunch of them. Um. But well, that's about it. I'm not really a big. uh Stuff haver.
1: I have Deadpool's Adventure Time Watch.
0: Oh my god. Oh
2: my god. That seems like it's a collectible. And you should hold on to it.
0: Honestly. You should keep it for It forever. was honestly
2: really hard to find. Um.
1: But it's already out of the package because I wear it and honestly I think I should wear it to work because
2: why not? I just collect all things.
1: I hate you for that answer. A lot I stuff.
2: collect
0: everything. I also no, crystals. I have crystals. I have a better answer. I collect memories.
2: Ew. Yeah. Happiness and enjoyment.
1: You know what I no. really want
0: to start collecting? Live, laugh, love memorabilia. Please do
2: that. <sighs> yeah. Um. No, I guess the only thing I guess I what could be considered collecting is crystals. Yep, basic bitch. Basic. Yeah, there's nothing else that counts.
0: Oh, I collected cards for a while, just, like, playing cards. Um, I just really like playing cards, and so if there's a deck that looks cool, I'll buy them. Okay, Kyla, it is your time to shine.
2: Shine on bright.
0: Because I'm, I'm a shining baby. star. Because you're a bright and shining star. I made
2: Christmas tree this year on the top of it. Instead of a star, I'm just going to put a picture of your face. Mm, It'll shine
0: brighter than it ever has
1: before. As you should. Is there a mysterious monster lurking in a Kansas sinkhole? (gasps) Yeah. Yeah.
0: I fucking hope so. I know.
1: That's well. That's what I'm hoping because I only half-assed read this. I was just like, "Mm, yeah, that's the one. Um, sixty-seven years ago, an eighteen-year-old. Mennonite, farm boy from a tiny Kansas town, had a lake monster in his sights. Albert, also known as Bert Newfeld, fired two shots from his hunting rifle in a vain attempt to bag Sinkhole Sam. Don't you guys love that name? I love that name. Sinkhole Sam is <laughs> the greatest monster legend Kansas has ever known. There's multiple reports of a massive snake-like creature swimming in the big sinkhole. That's the official name, according to the Kansas State Department of Transportation. Just, uh, what? The big sinkhole? Literally. They're like, yeah, we're gonna name this something very original. Um, a few miles outside of Inman, a tiny town northwest of Wichita, the legend began surfacing in the summer of nineteen fifty-two, the year before Neufeld took his shot. The creature was described as being between fifteen and thirty feet long. That's a really big in-between number.
0: Yeah, somewhere around fifteen feet. It could have been twice that size. We don't yeah. know.
1: It was it was either this size or double this size, something like that. A wormy beast as big around as The tire from a 1951 Rio speed wagon. I kind of want to know what that looks like.
2: What a wormy beast looks (laughs) like. See him all the time. (laughs) It just reminds me of a wormy beast reminds me of uh, Men in Black. Mm. I was just thinking that was another terrible name for a penis, but... Oh no!
1: Oh, no. Disgusting. (laughs) At the time, Indian was home to approximately 500 hardworking farmers, tradespeople, and shop owners. Not a single one of them was quite sure what to make of the monster. 1952, a veteran Kansas newspaper columnist named Ernest Alva Dewey Traveled to inland to sort it all out. I don't know exactly what he's sorting out. Like, whether or not it's real. Or he's just like, man, quit terrorizing the people. I'll give you a dollar. Um, so, Dewey, whose writing career began as a publicist for a Traveling Circus, had a reputation for poking fun at local legends. He once attributed... Attributed... <laughs> attributed UFO sightings to an airborne Kansas dragon known as the ball tailed snickel hoopus.
0: That is not what it's named. <laughs> you cannot <laughs> <I> tell me. <laughs> I bet you that, didn't see that, that, that one. It was the ball tailed snickel <laughs> hoopus.
2: I kind of love it.
0: I can't believe they attributed it.
2: <laughs> this is its own separate thing.
0: I think that's a. Is that a real
2: thing? Yeah. Like, is this Kansas's separate cryptid? Its own little thing? The, yeah, the stickle hoopus. <laughs>
1: that's the I love one. It. <laughs> uh,
0: Are you making this no, up?
1: No, that's literally the name. You're
2: not loving it? I'm loving it.
0: I love Good.
1: it.
2: Good. A stickle? Snickle. Like Hoopist? Snickerdoodle, Snickle. but Snickle
1: hoopus? Are you looking it up? My iPhone says it's not a thing.
0: I, you continue going. Okay,
1: anyway, bald-tailed <laughs> Snickle hoopus, which is a real thing. Dewey's article was published by the Selina Journal Sunday before Thanksgiving. In it, he claimed he brought along a scientific sidekick by the name of Dr. Erasmus P. Quaddlebaum. Don't bother looking up Quattlebaum's credentials. I assure you they are as real as Professor Marble's diploma in The Wizard of Oz. Okay. Quadlebomb determined the sinkhole inhabitant was a. Foopingurkel. <laughs> what are these names? <laughs> a critter known to inhabit sub. Terranian Kansas Caverns. The fact explains why such a large animal could exist in a body of water that only gets fifteen feet deep in the middle. After a hard rain, the big sinkhole was merely Sam's above-ground swimming pool. Sinkhole Sam, of course. Dewey yeah. concluded. Of course, of course. Dewey concluded that fishermen and swimmers had nothing to worry about because Quattlebaum's research indicated foopin' Girkles were terribly dumb and very vegetarian. I wish I had a foopin' Girkle.
2: Yeah, Dewey's spoof
1: brought hordes of monster hunters to section 27, a square mile of land just southern of Inman. The northeast corner of section 27 is where you find the big sinkhole and possibly Sam. The Penner family has farmed this plot of land since 1874. In the late Mill Penner's book, Section 27, A Century on a Family Farm, he describes coming home from church one Sunday afternoon to a startling sight. Dozens of DeSoto's, Chevy's, and Nash Ramblers were parked at the edge of the big sinkhole. Penner says folks were hoping to catch a glimpse of the 30-foot foop and spotted earlier in the week by a neighboring farmer so um it's definitely 30 feet now just so we're clear penner noticed every single car (laughs) window was rolled up just in case they got their wish by this time the locals had started calling inman's new roadside attraction sinkhole sam 1953, when news of the prairie locked sea serpent reached Kansas City, the Newspaper Enterprise Association dispatched reporter Mary Kay Flynn to the scene. Flynn found numerous responsible citizens who described Sinkhole Sam as 15 feet long, with a fluted tail, and a long fin on its back. Eyewitnesses also mentioned Sam's big, non snake like grin.
0: Oops. You mean snakes don't uh, smile all of the um, time?
1: I think I think they're discriminating, but that's just my opinion.
0: Honestly, kind of specious. If you ask, I me. would agree.
1: Uh, Flynn hailed Sinkhole Sam as Kansas' answer to the Loch Ness monster. Flynn's article also includes the first account of Newfeld using Sinkhole Sam for target practice. Newfeld was sure oh, no. he hit oh. him. Uh oh. I mean, oh Boingo. Poor buddy. <laughs> uh. So Newfeld was sure he hit him, but another witness named George Rigueur thought sinkhole Sam evaded serious damage. October 12, nineteen fifty-three. Newspapers from Eugene, Oregon to Panama City, Florida picked up Flynn's sensational story. Was it all a hoax to boost tourism? Definitely not. Sam is definitely real. Or were the locals merely having some fun with the city slickers? The only witnesses named in Flynn's newspaper account were Newfeld and Rager. Both men are dead. Huh? Okay.
0: Oh, well then. <laughs>
1: The end. Mennonites are not exactly prone to exaggeration, says Marcy Penner, Mill's daughter and the executive director of the Kansas Sampler Foundation in Inman. Even though George Roger's daughter, Connie Newcomb, says her father had the reputation of town rogue, the Neufeld family was not eager to promote their story. Dr. Edward Neufeld, a retired psychologist, was 16 years old when his older brother's sinkhole St. Sam story became public. Our family was embarrassed by the whole thing, says Edward Neufeld, a retired psychologist living in the Kansas City area. Um, I don't know why I repeated that. Bert Neufeld instead enriched himself over the years by sharing the story of sinkhole St. Sam at bedtime and around campfires with younger members of his family sinkhole Sam was always described as being longer than a man is tall but my dad liked to say the more people who saw sinkhole Sam the bigger he would get
2: (laughs) like Santa Claus the more you believe in him the more he's real the more you see this thing the bigger it gets
0: honestly is that just because like when you see him it's because he's eating
2: (laughs) 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 <laughs> Every time you
0: see him, it's just because he came out to eat somebody?
2: That's probably why.
0: Honestly, Honestly.
2: Josh has some logic. Yeah, I
1: agree. Uh, I'm convinced Neufeld and Rajier stumbled upon something unusually large in Saurian that day at the big sinkhole. I don't know what Saurian means. I don't uh, know what half uh, the words
2: that you are saying mean at this point. Fucking snooper nickel.
1: Ah, uh, I don't appreciate the way you're questioning <laughs> these things. They're very real. Okay. <clears throat> to get a better idea of what they saw, I needed to consult an expert in cryptozoology, which is the study of unknown animals referred to as cryptids, which I hope everyone knows by now. So I called. I think you've covered
2: that before. What? You covered cryptids. Like yeah. you gave the whole definition of yeah. them before. Yeah.
0: Saurian means lizard-like.
2: Oh.
1: Okay.
0: I had to look it up. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. No,
1: I wanted to know. I just didn't want to have to go through my phone cuz this is open on my phone. I had to save the page. <clears throat> so, I called Lauren Coleman, the world's most respected cryptozoologist. Coleman is the author of approximately 40 books and thousands of articles on cryptids, ranging from the elusive Bigfoot to the wily Chupacabra. Coleman is also the director of the International Cryptozoology Museum in Portland, Maine. Right off the bat, Coleman thought the description of Sinkhole Sam sounded similar to another cryptid, the Mongolian deathworm.
0: Ooh. Cute. I think I've heard of Mongolian Death Worm.
1: Did you catch one before?
0: Uh, no. Hmm. I'm sorry, I'm disappointed. I literally
1: caught one last week. A little bit. Yeah. Anyway.
0: Sounds about right. Yeah, live
1: up to it. I was relieved when Coleman said he was only referring to St. Cole Sam's snake-like dimensions, the thought of an Acid spitting worm from the Gobi Desert roaming around Kansas was a bit much. Besides, everybody knows Mongolian death worms top out at five feet long.
0: Does so, everyone know that? Is that common knowledge? Well, we all
2: know. Um, Kyla and yeah. I know.
0: Yeah, uh, I see. I'm sorry. Kyla's I... was
2: four eleven, so it, it was just it, right yeah. about there. It sent was sent a so picture. pretty. And she said it was look.
1: It's almost Yeah. yeah. And I was like, yeah, this one's almost at top out range. Wait, you're
0: taller than four eleven?
1: What? What?
0: How tall are you? (laughs) Four eleven.
1: Yeah, I literally caught it was like Kirsten. This one's (laughs) This
0: is Kirsten This one's almost
1: top out. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. Just like that. So next, we discuss the rich tradition of large, unknown animals swimming in Midwest waters from West Okoboji Lake in Iowa to the Missouri River. In the Inman area alone, I could find newspaper reports from 1912 and 1913 telling of Lake Inman bathers fearful of a turtle-like creature as big as a claw-footed bathtub. Those are my favorite. in 2003 coleman co-authored a book with patrick hugh titled the field guide to lake monsters sea serpents and other denizens of the depth deep denizens of the deep
0: denizens of the depth
1: (laughs) of the depth deep although saint cole sam didn't make the book which is really rude there's for Kingman, Kansas, which is 50 miles south of Inman. That steered the discussion toward the freakishly large snakes on the plains. Snakes on plains.
0: Oh my god.
2: Yeah. It's, I mean, it I hope this thing at least got a notable mention.
0: <laughs> An honorable mention. <laughs> is that what it is? A I mention. do
1: want to note that, um... <laughs> I'm stupid. Yeah. We oh, get I it. was gonna say that. <laughs> now that
0: they mentioned this, it,
1: this is the different type of plane. They're they're not spelling it like airplane. Just.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. I I figured. Okay. I figured it wasn't. I, the, I figured oh, I that there weren't just a bunch of planes flying. I was thinking of the movie. I know that's
1: why I said that. Um. But it's. We're gonna pretend like we're talking about airplanes.
0: As soon as your plane goes over Kansas, snakes spawn yeah. in. So be prepared.
1: Yeah. Uh, late 1960s, citizens of Kingman organized a hunting party to track down a 20-foot animal that was as big around as a man. The animal had reportedly devoured a calf it dragged into the Kingman County State Lake. Did sinkhole Sam tire being shot at in Inman? Was vegetarianism just a phase? The Kingmanites suspected they were dealing with a giant snake. There's only one problem. The longest snake native to Kansas is half the size of Sinkhole Sam. According to Travis Taggart.
2: But also, like, okay, half the size. Is that half of 15 or half of 30?
1: Um, both. Figure that one out. According to Travis, the President and Executive Director of the Center for North American Herpetology, the gopher snake is common in the Inman area. It's the longest native Kansas snake, reaching lengths of approximately 89 inches. I wish we could just use feet, but we can't. So, what is that? Eight foot?
0: 89 inches? Yeah. Yeah, somewhere around there. 7.4.
2: Seven point four. Okay, travel. So literally, almost half of fifteen feet. Okay, we're getting somewhere. They're figuring something out. The
1: some of some of this they're is making adding stories. Up. <laughs> so he said the gopher snake is a likely candidate for Saint Cole Sam because it doesn't mind getting in the water, and he said snakes are difficult enough to size up when they're coiled but even more so when they're moving or swimming. And, of course, the bigger the snake, the better the story. Wow. Such a...
0: Such a deep, philosophical
1: statement. So, anyway. People in Inman could have encountered a boa constrictor or python released into the wild by an exotic pet owner. It's difficult to imagine... An exotic pet owner living anywhere near Inman in the early 1950s, but anything is possible. Even so, a Mennonite farm boy lighting up a 15-foot python in a Kansas sinkhole is still a hell of a good monster story. Until some lucky shot bags a body. We may never know whether Sinkhole Sam was a giant snake or something more akin to the Loch Ness Monster, but that might not matter. Whether the story of St. Cole Sam is true or not, I know one thing for certain. The legend is real.
0: <laughs>
1: Wasn't that so moving?
2: Yeah. Honestly. I kind of, um, uh, to be honest, just kind of think they're making it up uh, with all these other names. like You cannot... there's That's too many cryptids for one spot. I'm sorry.
0: You know, the cryptid world... I, I think the problem is like... You know how we know, like, snakes are snakes, and, like, we can look at it and be like, ah, that's a snake. The cryptid things are, like, every variation of them gets a new name.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Because they're not overwhelmingly, like, wide range. Because if it is, like, exactly the same thing as, like, oh, the Mongolian death worm, it's, It's like... It's a
2: different kind of worm.
0: Exactly. It might be even the same species. It's just it grows bigger in Kansas. Maybe they thrive more not in the desert, you know?
2: What if, like, it's some alien dropped it there? What if that's the most cryptids are? It's just some aliens left them behind and that's why there's not a lot They're of like, them. They're like, why does my nice damn dog go-
1: keep running off?
2: Yeah. And also, when sink- I try to them. Google Snickle Hoopis, a snickle? A snickle is you cut a pickle you hollow it out and
0: Oh, and then you put a Snickers bar inside yeah. a
2: Snickers in it
0: and you eat
2: it Yeah <sighs> I found the Snickle
0: Hoopist though
2: I did too you did? I did too, but
1: Yeah,
2: yeah. I want to look it up
0: No, I'm just making that up to make you feel better
2: it kind of looks like a bobcat with a weird tail. Snickle. Whoops.
1: You guys want to know what came up for me? <laughs> I really hope Snickles. <laughs>
2: So are we going to make some
0: snickles for the next podcast? We'll record in person. It would be like
2: a... We'll try together on air and we'll write them. In 1947, the Soviet... Soviet... (laughs)
0: Soviet Dundon?
2: Soviet Russia? Hmm.
0: Soviet Russia.
2: Yeah, Stalin was in power and they had some people imprisoned the political prisoners uh, enemies of the state ages at 18 to 35 and they were testing prolonged sleep deprivation for 30 days and if they could stay awake for the 30 days they would be set free thought that they they thought that they could use it for wartime to improve soldiers functions with less sleep And so they put five of them in a chamber with no bed, no pillows, only one toilet, and food and water and books, enough for five months. And they only had a mic to communicate and a five-inch thick glass to see what was going on through, like, a porthole. And when they locked them in on day one, everyone was like, cool. They monitored their oxygen intake and... They put a gas in the room that was like an airborne stimulant. And for the first few days, it was fine. And on day four, it seemed like their conversation started turning slightly darker about war. And they started sharing their traumatic experiences. Complained that their lives... Complained about their lives and how they ended up where they were. And... Like, oh, fuck, how did we all get here? I don't fucking know. And then they started breaking down into tears. And they were starting to get very irritable. And they were monitoring their conversations. And on day five, they started to show signs of paranoia and stress. And they stopped talking to each other and took turns whispering into the mic. What? <laughs> and they would share... They would share dark secrets about the other people in the chamber, and some people would stand in front of the porthole and just scream at it, and researchers thought it was a side effect from the gas, um, and by day nine, things have escalated even more Two, one- To two of them, I don't know exactly, were running around the room and just screaming nonstop so much that their vocal cords broke. Also, did you know that laughing can injure your vocal cords? So stop laughing. Um, Never laugh again. (laughs) I have to hang
0: out with you more often, Kyla. You suck the (laughs) fun out of everything. You're
2: welcome. They kept screaming through their broken vocal cords nonstop and just screaming and breathing for hours. And while doing this, the other people were still whispering into the mic. While the one person was screaming, some of the people were calmly just like ripping pages from the book, and they shit on them. (laughs) And then put them on the porthole to cover it so they couldn't see inside. And once it was all covered, The screaming and the whispering stopped. For three days, there was absolutely no sign coming from the mic, and it was just silent as fuck. But the oxygen showed that they were still alive and still like breathing it in. And they were taking in high levels of oxygen, which is common for people doing heavy exercise or under stress, and there was still no sound. By day fourteen, they told them they were orgy A silent one. The quietest door you've ever
0: been
2: in. On day fourteen, they're like, "All right, we're gonna open the door and like make sure the the mic is working." And like, so we need you all to step behind the door, lay on the ground, and don't move. They heard the voices say, "We no longer want to be free." So they know the mics work, so they didn't open the door. On day 15, though, they're like, okay, fuck it. We're going to open the door. And they turned the gas off and put in fresh air. And they started freaking out and screaming for the gas to be turned back on. And the five months food supply was barely touched. One person had died. Also, pause here. It gets very, like, gruesome. So if you're listening with kids, probably skip ahead. Um... When he had chunks of his thigh ripped out and his chest and stepped into the drain of the floor, block- blocking it, allowing bloody water to fill the floor. And they were all severely mutilated and they even torn off their own muscles from their bones and exposed like they were on the fingertips. You could see the bone. And so they didn't bite off the muscle from their skin. They ripped it off with their hands. Ugh. Um, They ripped off skin and muscles from their ribs and you could see their lungs. They ripped out some of the organs and they were attached just hanging out of them and they ate their own flesh and they got aggressive and fought back and when they tried to remove them from the chamber and they had like extreme strength, especially for not even eating any of that food, two guards died one of them ripped his throat out one of them the testicles were ripped off and it bent into his legs so badly that it severed an artery artery one of the guards and one i think one of the one of the guys or someone i don't remember that died while being removed his spleen was ruptured and he bled out Uh, medical researchers tried to sedate them three times the amount and they were still awake and i don't know what i wrote there and at the hospital they begged for the gas and they went to get his organs to put back in and anesthesia wasn't going to work so they did it when he was awake and he just smiled (sighs) One of the others was awake for his organ rearrangement and was fine and also was smiling. He wrote, keep cutting on a piece of paper, and he couldn't talk, and then one laughed the entire time. They tried to perform surgery on him, so they did as much as they could do, and when asked why they did any of this to themselves, they responded that they must remain awake, and once they were put back together and bandaged up, they put them back into the chamber just the three of them. They hooked them up to EKG monitors, I think, or EEG to read brain waves, and sh- like had restrained them down. Mm-hmm. And it was military funded, so they wanted to get the thirty days of research. I guess their EEGs were normal for most of the time, but ran like randomly flatlined from being brain dead, and then returned back to normal. One prisoner turned into a deep sleep because the gas was wearing off before they could fill it up with the gas. So all of that happened before they even started pumping the gas in. And then... He flatlined and died. And then one started screaming because he wanted the gas and broke free. And one guard was armed and shot him.
0: Ugh.
2: Oh, and then he asked... We pulled the gun in the ass before I shot him. And the guy smiled and said, Have you forgotten so easily? We are you. We are the madness that all. Ooh. We are the madness that lurks within all, begging to be free at every moment in our deepest animal mind. We are what you hide from in your beds every night. We are what you sedate into silence and paralysis when you go into nocturnal heaven where we cannot tread. And then he shot them. What? They were like so
1: crazy with trying to stay awake that they just like got into this mindset.
0: Well, I think that they were forced to stay awake. So like, even if they wanted to sleep, they couldn't.
1: Yeah, but it sounds like after like they took the gas away that was keeping them up, they were like, I need this back. They were like yeah. so addicted to yeah, it yeah. that they just didn't want anything to do with sleep anymore. Their mind was like so. That's so weird. The fact that anesthesia wasn't working—it's
2: uh, a creepy pasta. So it's not real. Oh, yeah.
0: I cry yeah. every time. Still, we can figure out if it's real or not. Kyla. Yeah. Do you want to stay awake for a couple of weeks?
2: We'll set die. you free.
0: We'll set you free.
2: Well,
1: uh. You'll be the free doors. one way or the no, you'll other. You'll literally
0: die. Is that not the, the ultimate freedom?
1: <laughs> it is. It is.
0: Exactly.
1: Dang. I thought that was. A real story.
2: <laughs> the entire time, you're like, "No way!" Yeah, <laughs> I'm pretty sure when I was taking the notes, I also thought it was real, and then I got to the end, and I was like, "Oh, uh,
0: Yeah, the last <laughs> sentence was a bit extra. Yeah, it was. yeah, I was like, "What's
2: he?"
1: going like, to uh, say this. He, whole
2: his time? little
0: monologue. Exactly. Like, if he could just be like. I want the gas, homie. Give me the gas until he died. I would have believed
2: yeah. it. Whew. But also, like, I'm sure something maybe close to that could have happened. And so, well, I'm Russia sure they've, I'm like,
1: sure the 40s. any type of government has done studies on trying to keep people awake for as long as possible. Makes sense. Like, I know for a fact they've done studies like that. It's just, Whether or not those
2: stories like like that—if they're using weird gases or not. Oh, okay.
0: Okay. I have a story. Um. Yeah, I might have two depending on how long it takes me to go through this one, but I like this one more, so I'm gonna read it first. Says um this is some stories about a family about this girl's family and then just like a cabin that they used to live in growing up her dad was kind of an asshole he would always justify it by saying that he had a rough upbringing so you know continue the cycle Ew. it's a good way of good way of doing
2: yeah. it it's story about I me i can't stand that excuse
1: honestly <laughs> but anyway keep going
0: i had it worse as a kid i i deserve to beat my kids you know I got what you're
2: beat. lucky i only slap you my father hit me with a steel pipe yeah.
0: and his father <laughs> hit him with barbed wire
1: right. i hated when someone did this to me so i'm gonna do it to you but a little bit lesser
0: exactly <laughs> <laughs> and Eventually then i'm gonna tell go myself way I'm after way like better 12 person. generations God, I'm such a good parent, they say, as they just fucking beat you. There was a family rumor that her dad's mother was a witch. Ooh. Um, And she was really into, like, tarot cards and prophecies. And she always said that she would never be 60 years old. And two nights before her 60th birthday, she and another woman were found dead. A relative took care of everything when she died, so despite their best efforts, they were never able to really find out what happened, and no one was really let in on the circumstances of her death. Um, That's weird. And then she also says that the family last name means something satanic in foreign language. Um, and growing up, they've heard whispers of a curse that like, all relationships in the family were destined to fail. And every single person in her family has gotten a divorce. No way. Every single one. And then it mm, says... It's um, a curse. The, it's a curse. Or maybe, uh, maybe growing up on ritualistic beatings isn't the way to maintain relationships. Who knows? Yeah. yeah um, makes sense. But also, she is um, the only... Kid, like, the only grandchild, and she said that there's no blood male heirs to the name, so, like, it's the end of the lineage. It'll, mm-hmm. when she gets married or she dies, the name will die with her. Uh, The dad loved antiques. The house was always full of them, and when his obsession started, so did the weird shit. He was, like, hoarding gold coins, he would compulsively buy things, and it wasn't anything, like, outwardly like valuable it was just like junk that you would see like at garage sales or like at some of the antique shops where it's just like "Ah, i can get this old thing for like five dollars and he just bought a shit ton of it but anyway she didn't know if the junk was what invited something in but one he started buying that shit is when weird shit started happening um one night my dad got mad and whipped my door open which broke the mirror that was in my room and that night I she had a sleep paralysis uh, dream and saw a towering slightly transparent black shadow figure hunched over her she said I could feel it trying to speak to me like and then in parentheses, she's like in my mind with a question mark just because it didn't feel like it was actual talking
2: it's telepathic
0: exactly she said i tried my hardest to ignore it basically just repeated like lala can't hear you like go away whatever in my head so it works like a charm i'm a demon fighter now (laughs) but um over time she started to hear things more and more at that time they were staying in a very nice suburban neighborhood one day, she gets back home from school and said, hey, guys, I'm home. Heard a female voice reply. I'm glad you're back. So I heard footsteps upstairs, a door open and close, and then something big fell. Seconds later, the phone rang. It was my mom, and she said, I'm sorry, no one is home. We'll be back in about half an hour or so. So she immediately booked it because something was in the house. Someone said, like, I'm glad you're back and was, like, moving shit upstairs.
1: Nope.
0: Eventually, when her parents came back, they searched the house for something that may have fallen or may have made, like, the footstep sounds. They found nothing. And this happened a few more times. Eventually, the mom got sick with pneumonia and when she was sick she kind of like turned into a fanatic she got really into like spiritual warfare prophesying about the end times and like going to church speaking in tongues the whole nine yards
1: that's such a creepy thing that people definitely knowingly do and i can't stand it
0: Around that same time, her dad joined the doomsday movement, like, around 2012. Like, you remember that whole, like, Aztec calendar world's gonna end? Yeah. Um. And this is about where, like, everything in the family gets dramatically changes for the worse. Um. Dad decided to move us to the mid-Atlantic in a dilapidated cabin from the 1700s in, like, the middle of nowhere. There was no water, no toilet, one light bulb, like, really fucking small, out-of-nowhere cabin. So three miles down the road from a historic mass murder location. Charming and a good move for the family, don't you think?
2: Yeah, for sure. It's my favorite. But It's
0: not like the it had a reputation or that the realtor who sold it to us refused to step foot in the house. Oh, wait. They did. That's the realtor great. said that they could go in, but that he wanted nothing to do with it. And even with this warning, the dad falls in love with it and buys it. Because the dad is a psychopath.
1: Mm,
2: me too. So Later. this is after weird stuff is happening in the
0: cabin no weird stuff was just happening like at their house like they were just like in a nice like regular suburban neighborhood like regular home and just they brought in a whole like bunch of antiques and then their dad's like you know where we should live the middle of nowhere in a probably haunted house okay Later, they find out that there were multiple, that multiple people had died on the property. They find orbs and weird distortions and pictures from the property, find out that the prior owners had had known mental issues, and then also found out that it was, it is known as a haunted house, like in the local, like to the local people. Like, ah, you know that, like, haunted house down the lane where people will do, like, let's go investigate the abandoned haunted house. Did you guys do that in high school
2: at all? No. Mm -hmm. There weren't any, like, like haunted houses, like, crazy. There wasn't anything, like,
1: wild like that, but I definitely did stuff like that.
0: I also didn't trespass on property of abandoned houses.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Wait, okay. I didn't, thank you for I don't that wording, d- Josh. words uh i don't think i knew of any abandoned houses
0: yeah there was only i think two that i went to um
2: i think you're past the statute of limitations
0: oh yeah i mean there's no evidence i could be lying this is a podcast nothing's real um, literally
2: nothing <laughs> we say is real
0: <laughs> so anyway like that should
2: just be a disclaimer all the time yeah
0: <laughs> disclaimer i am not admitting to anything this cannot be used in court trials thank you um
1: yeah, i second that all right anyway
0: the house was covered in like random christian decor and relics from the past owners like crucifixes holy pictures saints They're like, and I mean, covered every doorway, every wall, and they just like took it all down. But that's just like, so wild
2: molesters.
0: Yeah, they're crazy people.
2: I feel like there's there's such like a cliche for haunted houses. They always have like an absurd amount of like crosses and shit all over the place. It's
1: because they're either trying to like, there's something wrong going on here. I need something to help me with this or they're to make you feel more
2: comfortable Um, yeah if you scare the
0: ghosts with pictures of jesus then it's okay the father also found a box full of letters from the previous owners and then burned them all after reading them never let anyone see the contents and then they said for the first time he didn't hoard something so it's just like super weird of him to like get rid of this shit.
2: What was yeah? Is he possessed?
0: He's just like weird, and like the whole like his mom was like a witch, and there's like weird curse in the bloodline, like something's weird. Anyway, certain areas of the log house were worse than others. The basement was horrifying. There were like like rats and snakes and mice would just like walk freely and there was just like a bunch of jars of pigs feet down in the basement the attic was a no-go zone and the floor was like caving in in certain areas like this was just like a trash house and then everyone took notice of one window everyone said that they could felt something watching them from it no one could ever shake that feeling and even to this day the window still makes basically anyone that goes into the house uncomfortable even and then one it says even one of the old timers which i'm guessing is like somebody from the neighborhood i don't know after we all said that we agreed that the window was fucking weird it told us a story about that window he said that when he was little him and his homies would all play chicken with the cabin they would see who could get closest to the cabin before being scared. And him and his friends would all talk about how they felt like that same center window was haunted. Like, even just, like, from the outside, trying to come up to the cabin, it just felt weird.
1: You think they so, go- uh, all have, like, some type of agreement? Like, when they want to haunt people or, like, scare people, they're like, You know what would be really funny? If we just fuck with everyone who comes near this one thing. And, like, a lot of ghosts are just like, yeah, clowns are hilarious because they're supposed to make people laugh. So we're going to make all of these really creepy and haunted.
0: Honestly,
1: yeah.
0: I probably. think ghost treaties. I think, isn't the whole thing, like, ghosts will do what they do in real life? So maybe it was just, like, a stalker ghost that liked to, like, look out their window all the time. And so it just still doesn't.
2: Yeah. Um, yeah, maybe. Anyway. Unless it's, like, a, a ghost that's out for revenge.
0: Yeah, that or, is fair.
2: Or a demon.
0: A friend. So, one day, the a fr- uh, friend and her were babysitting her brother. They were hanging out by the allegedly haunted window. And the brother was barely able to speak. He had, like, a speech delay. And so, he, like, really didn't talk very much. And then he stares in front of, in front of, like, the friend and her, smiles wide and exclaims, Hi, Betsy. And it's just like, they freak out. Like, who are you talking to? You don't even say anything. Like, why are you saying something now? And they eventually find out that Betsy was the name of the girl who died in the house. She died from an illness when she was 16 years old.
2: What was the illness? Wow, great.
0: It just says illness and um and she says with the move their her parents joined a crazy christian church pretty much a cult she's like i'm christian but this was crazy crazy in the sense that if you have cancer or get sick it's your fault because you took the communion the wrong way what uh parents language would change when talking about the church or the pastor would strangely say hello pastor or to us would say you have to listen to Pastor. And it was just like Pastor equals new God. And then it's narcissistic dad learns That's about creepy. holy oil and anoints the whole property.
2: Sounds like a fucking cult.
0: Yeah. So
2: Those are my favorite.
0: Around this time, dad like goes crazy crazy like he was already crazy but now he's going like really crazy wouldn't let them leave the property wouldn't let them buy anything gave them like very very tiny amount of money for food for a family of six all of the clothing had to be bought by him mother couldn't clean anything that was his couldn't get a job couldn't talk to the rest of her family and he would just do everything he could to, like, prevent her from doing any of that. Just, like, super control of freak, super, like, just trying to isolate all of them. Um, says, we lost everything and became entirely dependent on his rare good moods. Then he started claiming that um, her mother was possessed. Screams over her, rebukes demons within her, throws his hands up and all as he, like, pins her against the wall. Cause calls the pastor for an impromptu exorcisms like multiple times. And it says, as my dad becomes more and more crazed, I start seeing, seeing figures and phenomena around the house. This is mind you. My father attests that this was the best time of his life when we were all together under one roof. So meanwhile, like all of this psycho shit was happening.
2: It kind of reminds me someone of like Amityville type. Vibes. yeah
0: it's just like really, the really goes weird crazy shit. <laughs> exactly so sleep paralysis gets worse it says my dad leaves the house after a fight and with my mom and after he left the window was like sucked out of the house and crashes to the ground outside like it felt like when he left like There was just like a vacuum that like pulled
1: the window was like, I need to to go with him.
0: Exactly. They're like, This is my homie now. He's crazy too. Um, eventually the mom realizes like how bad the situation has gotten, and she leaves the cult and her dad ends up like recruiting the pastor to get help get rid of the demons again in an attempt to get her back, but at this point, like she is old enough to where like she just leaves. That's the house. an
1: attempt to get her back. Be like, yeah, you're you know, assassin, get the demons that's why out. You're leaving me.
0: <laughs> so she eventually just like leaves the house. Like all of this crazy shit was going on, but she's old enough to like just ditch. Years go by, and eventually, her and her boyfriend visit the property. Which is why we went there. I don't know. That's weird. She had some reason to go there.
2: Just to check in. Maybe Just to... should be like. No, just my family. No, she's probably like
1: telling him about her past. And they're like, let's go see if it's actually haunted.
0: Yeah, and then like she has other siblings there too. And all of that stuff. Um, so parents were going through a crazy divorce. Dad is losing it at this point so many years have gone by, I forgot about how crazy the property is. I'm trying to reconnect with my dad and wanted to introduce my boyfriend to the family. Um, it says, boyfriend, dad, and I were enjoying a midnight bonfire about six to ten feet from the edge of the wood line. Um, it was slightly foggy and still a humid night. Lots of trees and tree frogs and uh, I can't pronounce this. Catidids? Catidids? The k It's spelled K-A-T-Y-D-I-D-S. Is that. Oh, I don't
2: know. Katydads?
0: katydids? 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 Yeah, I. No clue. Uh, bush crickets, apparently. I have no idea. <laughs> okay. I- I've never heard the. So crickets. Tree frogs and crickets humming in the background.
1: No, they're bush crickets
0: bush crickets. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. Specifically bush crickets. They're
1: crickets from bushes. I wasn't oh. thinking bushy
2: crickets, but
0: they said it was super loud um in the middle of the night, but like that's pretty usual for like mid Atlantic summer. And then they're and then of course Psycho Dad started acting strange again. Um the fire pit was in front of the log home where the creepy window mentioned earlier is and it's the only window that you can see from the fire pit um slowly the forest um sorry the forest always will get like louder and quieter and that's just nature like they're all outdoorsies, so they know like woods can kind of change around but then all of a sudden the sound just stops Like, there was literally no noise at all. Like, a switch was flipped. It was completely dead silent. His boyfriend and I uh, nervously laugh, and I wonder out loud, like, I wonder what could be walking out there. Like, ha ha ha. Um, And when she says this, her dad just stares at the fire and just flatly says to ignore it. And he turned expressionless. Both me and my boyfriend are like, what the fuck is going on? Suddenly, even though we're standing by a good-sized fire, it gets cold as shit around us. They hear a shuffle in the woods in front of us, and they at first think it's the cat, but then they look down and see the cat is, like, pretty close to them. And even the cat's attention is locked on the woods right in front of us. And then she, like, puffs up and just bolts Eventually, the shuffling kind of gets louder and louder, and it turns into what sounds like somebody running at them, or but something running at them. But it's actually the
1: stupid them. shuffle. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, they're Gondom styling all the way to the fire. <laughs> um, it sounds huge, louder than a bear. Very, very heavy stomping sounds as that get faster. From, like, a slow walk to a full sprint. That makes
1: me panic. Yeah. Like, I don't Cause... know, noises like that and just stuff like that makes me panic. Yeah. Exactly.
0: Mm-hmm. Especially when, like, everything is so quiet outside of that.
1: Yeah, even people, like, joking around, like, chasing me or whatever. Just stuff like that. It just, I don't know, sends me into, like, immediate panic mode. Like, I, I actually get, like, mad if someone does that because I'm, like... I, like, don't, like, I hardcore panic.
0: Yeah. And, um, so both, like, her and her boyfriend just, like, immediately tense up, like, try to, like, backpedal, get any kind of, like, cover, get away, but the dad still doesn't move, and is still just staring blankly blankly at the fire, like, not reacting to any of this. And then it says the running sound stops right at the edge of the firelight. So, oh, like, wow. right where it looks like they you would be able to see it, it went from a full, like, a deafening full sprint to absolutely zero noise. Nope. Hate it. So impossible for, like, even a pro athlete to stop that fast. It just, like, straight up disappeared.
2: Like, pro athlete. Nope.
0: pro athlete honestly if i was a pro athlete it would be fun to terrorize people be like you know normal humans can't do this shit so they'll think it's a ghost you know the bf boyfriend comes to his senses and grabs his flashlight and shines it to like where the running noise was coming from and there's nothing there Nothing sanding there, no imprints of feet in the grass, no movements of branches, no evidence of broken branches, even though it sounded like branches were breaking.
2: Yeah, like if you're running across them, they're going to break.
0: Exactly. They're totally confused, saying nothing to each other. And eventually the dad just says, it's nothing. And is still just staring at the fire.
1: Still a weirdo?
0: still being a fucking weirdo um and then he just kind of like disconnects for the rest of the night like doesn't really talk much doesn't really say anything just kind of stares by the fire um eventually the bugs start chirping again but there's still no movement no footsteps just the sound of crickets and the fire and so they're like uh it's time to go inside
2: time to leave
0: exactly honestly that would probably be like my like ah it's time to go but eventually another night the boyfriend has to go pee but because there's no working toilets they go outside into the tree line behind the log home
1: yeah what is that is it like there's like no toilets at all or just no working toilets
0: i think it's that there's no working toilets but also this says um we stay in a small guest house to the front right of the cabin. So maybe, like, that it's house that, just didn't yeah. have toilets in it. That and he didn't sense. feel like walking into the cabin.
1: I don't know. Just, like, the cabin was really old. And then yeah, when it was but this was,
0: like, it. years later. Like, maybe they renovated it. Or maybe, like, oh, they just yeah, go okay. shit outside. I don't know.
2: Yeah,
0: I don't know their If it's a hoarder's
2: house, it's possible that there's just not... Like, you're just not able to get to the toilet.
0: That is also fair. So, anyway, he goes to pee and then comes back. Says when he was peeing, he heard knocking coming from the side of the house. He thought it was like a woodpecker or a small animal. But when he started walking back, he heard frantic, loud knocking coming from the side of the log home. So, it's just like, runs back to the guest house, closes the blinds. And then tells me the next day, before he's Before... I don't know. And then, um... After he closed the blinds, he saw a white translucent shape in the creepy window go from, like, left to right. What and could that be? Just, like, some demon ghost? I don't really fucking know. While they were staying there, father being psycho father... His, like, narcissistic shit got more severe. They have a falling out and the boyfriend and I realize, like, we have to leave before shit hits the fan. Yeah. They start packing up when the boyfriend sees a large looming figure on the porch in a broad daylight. Says, I didn't get a good look at it, but I saw it in my peripheral. So this is mostly coming from the boyfriend. It was at least eight feet tall hunched over and staring right at him from beyond the glass door
1: slender man oh
0: exactly Says so the lights flicker and go out and then it says joy to the world we are plunged in darkness in the property of an unhinged psychopath and so this was just like while they were inside they saw like something standing outside and then all of a sudden the cabin just goes dark says, we're spooked, but just keep packing. And then it says, due to some circumstances, the truck wasn't ready to move, so they ended up having to stay the night.
2: Ugh, no.
0: Which, I don't know what circumstances that is, but, like, get the fucking truck, get the fucking truck working. Yeah. Like. Hell no. Anyway, I'm going to keep going. Maybe we can figure out what was wrong with the truck later. Eventually, darkness falls and the sounds of footsteps can be heard on the roof and in the house. Sound of walking just, like, coming from everywhere.
2: The worst Cats,
0: ever. cats won't leave the front door of the house alone. Moments later, um, they're just, like, meowing, screaming, whatever the cat version of screaming is, just, like, at the door they just don't move and just stay on the couch couch has a small window basically directly in front of it not the creepy window different window and they see a pale gaunt face hovering in the lower right hand corner of the window there was a no curtain blocking the window so you could always say straight in or straight out of the log house The face moves from the bottom right across to the left and then vanishes. The next day, dad is just like kind of still going crazy, like doesn't want them to leave. Blocks her boyfriend brought blocks her boyfriend's truck in. Says at the time it had a huge camper shell on the back of it, making it hard to maneuver sometimes. Tries to lure him into the woods Um, boyfriend says no they immediately like frantically throw all their shit into the truck and they end up getting the truck to be able to drive through the garden to get out the dad then hopped onto a lawnmower and tried to ram into the truck to get it to stop what barely misses and they just sped off weeks later the dad came over to the mother's house about two hours away stands in the driveway angrily and it was like a custody thing like control freak thing boyfriend hears loud raps at the door in the bedroom that he was in not at the front door door just shakes violently and this is like later when the dad just came by he just chalked it up to like one of the siblings playing a trick on him or something but the only one that was there would have been the brother and when he looked outside he saw his brother standing in the driveway with the crazy father um finds it weird but moves on Says i'm cooking dinner when my phone rings caller id says it's mom i watched the call ring but like i said i was cooking and couldn't answer the call stops and she's just like ah oh, like mom must be calling to make sure dad left and she returns the call almost immediately and the mom is just like spooked she asks and it's just like asking if she was being had was if she was playing a joke on her it's just um what i reply so she says an old man with a mountain accent answered and said i'm mad at you over and over in a deep gravelly voice ew so, no one answered my phone. I watched it dial and I watched her hang up. Then she just hears her brother having a meltdown in the other room. She runs inside to see what's happened. And he had a finger gun to his head, just like whatever, and just said that he wants to die and says that there's a demon in him. <gasps> yeah. Says, I console him and try to talk him through it. Eventually, the dad pulls out of the driveway and all goes back to normal. And that's the end. They just said, can anyone tell me what the fuck was at the cabin or provide any insight to what all of this could be?
2: Okay, your dad's fucking possessed.
0: Your dad's a psycho.
2: Yeah.
1: Your dad's a psycho.
0: And he's, like, making your brother a psycho and, like, there's a demon.
1: Whatever type of negative energy he has going on with him and he's just letting happen needs to
2: stop um yeah that should be a movie that'd be a good movie yeah it would that'd be a really good movie honestly it'd be spooky
0: a big spooky scary skeleton but yeah Crazy shit that's just following the one family around, and it's like, do you think that it became haunted because the dad's psycho, or do you think the dad's just like, ah, this place is haunted? It makes me.
2: Was there? I'm confused. Was there any like weird shit happening before they moved into that house?
0: Yeah, the whole window thing was like something that, that house, people.
2: Their own house, like at their old house. Oh, they lived I there. I
0: don't think so. They said that it started when um he was like compulsively bought things and like just was buying a shit ton of random like cheap antiques
2: but and that happened at their old house and then they moved into the haunted house or they moved into the haunted house and then there was a bunch of old antiques that he bought at the same time. no
1: he bought the antiques before they moved in he stopped buying the antiques after they moved into the new
2: house so he probably bought a haunted antique and it and was then- a demon he bought the divot box
0: honestly, let the demon doubt, and then moved into a haunted house so that the demon On could have of more friends.
2: Yeah, yeah. He the demon the was demon like, this he house did. has was lots of ghosts. It had a lot of ghosts, and he was like, they could be my new family.
1: He was so, so obsessed with one. all of them, and he was like, these are the only antiques I need. And then he started fucking ghosts. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that makes sense. We figured it out. I think so. We
2: should probably we be ghost hunters.
0: Honestly, I'm just gonna go up to people's houses and be like, "Is this haunted? Can I can I do an investigation?"
2: <laughs> yeah. Can we get I think um, it'll work. like all the tools? I'll come with you.
0: Perfect, perfect. Uh, don't tempt me into buying the tools. <laughs>
2: i know it it's not but in my head the only thing i could think of is an ekg what are they fucking called
0: an emf there's a sp-
2: the enf emf and then there's a spirit box
0: yep and then a laser grid and then a thermal camera would be i think yeah. like the big things that i would want to buy but the thermal cameras i would want to get like a really nice one because they also have like other uses and uh yeah it's the one that i was looking at is expensive as shit but it's so nice and i want Trish is like
2: i've been looking for a while <laughs> no there's
0: yeah. a dude that does like house inspections that uses a really nice thermal camera because you can see like if there's like leaks and everything Ooh, nice just by like running hot water places you can see like if there's any like leaks just by seeing like the heat through the wall yeah
2: yeah and he but also to- does ghost hunting on the side
0: apparently i i mean i would if you have the tools
2: yeah you might as well
0: but he's like i got this one it's super nice but i also own a business and this is a tax write off so
2: thank you for listening humans you can follow our instagram at the weird and suspicious i usually post pictures but not on the day we release the episodes cuz it's a lot of work um the weird and suspicious at gmail the weird and sus at twitter
0: Have a good night. Have
2: a good night.
1: Buenas noches.